Your world is filled with projections of yourself. That sounds outrageous, doesn't it? But it's true. Now I know this is hard to see, so here's another way to think of this, an example that I've already used in another video. In that example, we used this metal sun to represent the one. Remember this? And we were the rays of this sun, with our consciousness residing on the tip of our ray, so that if we never turned around and traced our roots, it would seem to us that we were separate individuals. But we really aren't. Remember that example? Well, here we see the Mandelbrot fractals pattern repeat again. In that example, we saw that we are a projection of the one, a ray of that sun. However, if we zoom in even closer, you can see this very same pattern repeating itself in your world. But in this example, you are the center point. You are the sun, and everyone and everything else in your world is a ray from your sun. They are projections of you. Can you see this? And if we don't look very carefully, very, very carefully, like in the other example, it's easy to assume that all of these things are separate from us, but they aren't. They are projections of you. So now we're beginning to look at our world in a very, very different way, aren't we? Now there aren't just random people and places and events anymore. We're beginning to see we have projected these bits and pieces of us outward as the world we know. And now they're walking about as people and experiences and events. Amazing, isn't it? But it's true. And in the same way that we initially believe that we're separate from the one, we also initially take all these things that fill our world as separate from us. Until today, you were probably pretty darn sure this was true. And we assume this because the ability to manifest these things outwardly doesn't reside in our everyday consciousness. Yet. But beginning to remember this is what we are doing here today. I know this is hard, so let's put this into a frame that we can recognize. How would this external projection play out in our everyday life? Well, it happens like this. Before today, we thought our ex-boyfriend was an entity separate from us who hurt our feelings and so, in our opinion, is just some bipolar jerk that doesn't deserve us. That's what we thought. Because until now, we didn't consciously recognize that our bad ex-boyfriend was our expression. We didn't see that he was the facilitator for our projected sense of vulnerability. He was this vulnerability personified and delivered to you with a bow on his head. The externalization of a fracture within us. This perceived vulnerability lying silent within us, waiting to be healed. And in a similar manner, each and every person in your life, everyone you know, everyone you will ever know, is the symbolic manifestation of something that lies within you. But our externalized projections aren't always bad. You may have an Uncle John that thinks you are capable of doing no wrong. 
But before today, we didn't see our Uncle John as the living, breathing personification of your externalized desire to experience unconditional love and acceptance. Before today, you just thought you got lucky and somehow landed the world's greatest uncle, the most warm and loving human on the planet. You didn't see he's the fulfillment of this desire, externalized and personified. But now you do. And in the same way, we didn't recognize war as our projection of egotism born of fear. We just thought it was a nasty, cruel, but inevitable process as old as time and something we could do little about. But that's not true. When it's healed within, it will heal on the outside. As above, so below. And in a similar manner, we didn't notice that our relatively newfound fascination with going green is the rumblings of our inward recollection of our oneness, that it's the externalized urge to honor our wholeness and set things right. But now we begin to see that it is. In each and every case, what we encounter is always our projection our desires and fears manifested as experiences and people and places and you name it. This is what we do. We often externalize fractures so that they may become conspicuous to us and be resolved. They become squeaky wheels staring us in the face waiting to be healed and integrated. But they are us. Your world is your mirror. I know these thoughts may seem impossible to some of you right now, but as Huang Po said, a perception as sudden as blinking that subject and object are one will lead to a deeply mysterious understanding, and by this understanding, you will awaken to the truth. And so here's the first of many intersections where we must seem to wear more than one hat. Because this world that we believe is real exists on one hand, but on the other hand, doesn't. And these people and places around you seem to exist separately from you on one hand, but on the other hand, are your most personal, intimate projections fragments of you personified. And it's all real, but not really real. Fact, but not truth. So to unite these seeming paradoxes, we must become comfortable with acknowledging two things at one time, with wearing two hats. Now some of you may find it difficult not to jump ahead at this point and wonder, if this is true, how do these worlds connect? How does my world and your world relate and exist? These answers and more are coming, but there is much to absorb here first before that answer will find any footing within you. So stay with me. Now, whenever we arrive, at this level of discussion, it becomes imperative that we stay in tune with one important perspective, and here it is. At the deeper level, there is one, all that is, and that's true. 
We might think of him like Atlas sitting there supporting our whole world. But then this world is here because of the one and is populated by all these seeming individuals. You, me, everyone else. Each of us with our own perspective and what feels like our own identity. And we have both of these things going on at the same time. On one hand, we have the one, there is no other. But on the other hand, there are all these seeming individuals like you and I. And these things exist at the same time. So we must make friends of both of these things, of both the one as well as the seeming individual. We must acknowledge both perspectives and allow them to exist at the same time because we can no longer afford to cling to one or the other if we are to move any further on our path. Please join me in part four to learn why we can't choose between the two.